Well, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we wanted to do one more bonus episode here um, because, well, Father Abraham had many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's all praise the Lord. Um, I'm George with Ben. Hi. Uh, and, and we wanted to tie together one more thought that Galatians and James both share. Uh, the idea of Abraham. So I'll let you kick off the discussion. What were the things you wanted to talk about with Abraham? Yeah, so I noticed that there was this common thread that James and Paul discuss in their respective letters. They reference the same event. Namely, it was uh, Genesis 15, 6. It was, I can read the quote for you. I just want to make sure that I have Galatians correct. Um, do you know that verse in Galatians where it talks about that one off the um, top of your head, George? It's not the end of the world. But um, in James, it talks about uh, in it's verse... It's in Galatians 3, 6. Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Yes, thank you. And so... Paul references that, and, and also James does as well. And so let me read what James says. And scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. Um, so the interesting thing about this is that we see he they basically bo both make their claims on the basis of this text. Right. And so... That I found really fascinating, and it almost feels like as though uh, James takes Genesis 22 and then reads it back into Genesis yep. 15. Yep. And Genesis 22 being the sacrifice of Isaac. Correct. Yeah. As as this kind of this action. Yeah. Uh, and where Paul reads it more kind of a forensic immediate context. Right. Right. What do you what do you think about that? I I, I kind of want to get your thoughts on that a little bit more, and fleshing it out because it seems like how does how does Paul treat that? In Galatians three, the verses that follow verse six, uh, verse seven and eight say, "Understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham." Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announced the gospel in advance to Abraham. So. The way I've always read Galatians 3 is that Abraham believed God at the moment when he decided to pick up and leave his homeland for the land that God would show. Mm. That was the act of believing. That was what was counted to him as righteousness. And everything that followed in Abraham's story followed because he picked up and left. What's interesting about the, the account in James is that James is clearly reading Genesis 22 back into Genesis 15. Abraham believed God and it was credited to him. I mean, and, and James makes it clear. Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together but of course, that same thing could be said for what Abraham did in Genesis 15, right? He believed God and left his his home mm -hmm. uh, where he had grown roots. So 
it, it does appear in James 2 to be a, a work back from uh, Genesis 22 to Genesis 15, but it could also be, you could also look at what he did in Genesis 15 and say, yeah, yeah, he did. He believed God and then he did something about it. It wasn't just that he believed, he did something about it. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the important thing to remember. It's it's after the fact. And so we see it was credited him, his faith was credited to him as righteousness. And then we see it was later on that the, that the work followed, right? And mm-hmm. I think that that's, that's what the heart of what James was trying to capture is that when faith is faith is made and birthed, right? It it follows that there is actions that come about as a result of yeah. that faith. And so yeah. I th- and, and again, maybe I'm reaching, but I think feel like that's tapping what into tapping into what uh is going on. There's an interesting uh well, if I can pause, yeah. and, uh, pause for the moment. Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. I'm quoting in James 2.23 here. And he was called God's friend. Mm-hmm. Abraham was God's friend before he went up the mountain with Isaac. Abraham was God's friend before that time. So even though there are shades of Genesis 22 being read back into Genesis 15, he was God's friend before he went up the mountain. Mm-hmm. But we see that he was God's friend in that he was willing to go up the mountain and sacrifice his son. So it's not first I have faith and then I have works. It's I have faith and I have works and they work together and the works show that I have faith. It is is this duality that happens together. Well, I guess maybe I'll push back a little bit on that. Okay. I would say that it is the... Works is the horizon by which faith is the starting point. Sure. So, so I talked about this earlier about the telos. Um, yeah. in, in my episodes, I talked about James's use of, of the word telos. He mentions it, I believe, in the first chapter in verse 4, 17, 25. Just a repeated theme of that perfection, completion, all of those words, uh, or, or that word can mean those words, kind of semantic domain, sure, if you sure. will, right? And you have kind of that first chapter being as if like a table of context of James's letter, and you see you see the the uh, the generalizing statements of the first chapter, mm-hmm. saying that this was this would be perfect, complete these things, having the result of the perfection of the your faith, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like there's, again, I feel like there's, it's not necessarily like you you, you work and you have faith. It's, it's you have faith for the purpose, the result of these works. Because it's, I think it's, again, getting back to this Ephesians idea of you were, we were created to have faith for good works. Right. Uh, and the rest of James 2, after he's done talking about Abraham, he talks about Rahab right. and how Rahab was considered righteous because of what she did, uh, giving lodging to the spies. Right. But she wouldn't have given lodging to the spies if she didn't believe in what God was doing at that time. There was a faith that undergirded the action that she... She wasn't hiding the spies so that she would be a believer in God. She hid the spies because the underlying belief was 
God is up to something, and I have to play a part in that. Yeah, I. This is this. It can be really difficult, and I'm just kind of taking a step back for a second for someone who's a new believer yeah. to say, "How is this not for confusing to you?" Yeah, because to <laughs> me, I'm reading in its first first go through, and it's like I'm consciously thinking, "Okay, he's saying." To where you be be conscious of the works, and then George is saying, "It's faith. It's nothing about you. It's faith. It's faith. It's faith." You know, how, how do you help someone who's kind of feels a bit overwhelmed when when sorting through this kind of thought uh, or two surfacey kind of opposing ideas? Well, the the thoughts to speak to in our culture. There are a couple of thoughts to speak to. Uh, one is a religious mindset. Lots and lots of people come from a religious mindset, and by that I mean they grew up in a structure that said, if you do these things, then God will like you. And there are lots of churches based that way. If you do these things, then God will like you. And those people lean in really heavily to the message in James because James seems to say, hey, this is how you know if God likes you. But the other end, uh, the other thing to speak to would be this current ethos in parts of our culture that, that just yields, um, I'm going to call it spirituality. I'm very spiritual. I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. And those folks are all about, we don't have to do anything. God just likes us because he likes us. He thinks you're amazing. He never wants you to change. He just wants you to live your best life, man. Like that's, that's what's going on on that end of the spectrum. I thought you were going to name drop for a sec because I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I, I'm just going to let that go. And, <laughs> but that's on the other end. Yeah. And both of those messages are wrong, mm. not because their message is wrong, but because their message is incomplete. Mm. The folks who want to say, once you, the, the folks who say, once you believe in Jesus, you are a blood-bought saint of the living God. Those folks are right. And the folks who want to say, hey, your faith in Jesus should work itself out in practical ways, those folks are right. But it's a both and. Mm. It's not an either or. It's a both and. So the confusing part to some people uh, and uh, to lots of people. The confusing part to lots of people is that if you grew up in a religious mindset, you are always trying to earn God's favor. And if you grew up in spirituality without Christianity, then you just assume that God likes you and, and you never have to change. And the reality is, yes, God is deeply, uh, God deeply cares about you, and your standing with him does not depend on the things you do. And also, he is molding and shaping you every day into the image and the likeness of his son. So those things are true at the same time. It is both the spiritual aspect and the religious aspect, not an either or.
Awesome. Any closing thoughts before we end this thing? I don't think so. I, I, I think the, I think the, place, the place I'd land for anyone who's listening and thinking, gosh, would you just make up your mind? Is that I have made up my mind. I've made up my mind that my position before God, my legal position, depends exactly and totally on what the man on the middle cross did for me. I can't change that either by doing things uh, for good or by doing things for evil. I can't change that. And also, I am committed to growing every day to be more like Jesus in the practical outworking of my faith. That's the both and I'd like for our listeners. Excellent. Thanks, everybody. Good to talk with you. We have reached the end of today's Bible Wire podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, or if you'd like more resources related to this podcast, you can find us online at www.zionfellowship.net. We're also available on social media. Look for Zion Fellowship. Thank you for joining us today on Bible Wire.